Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, your announcer for All Saints Sunday. The Reverend Jacob Sutton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is lay minister Bruce Sutton, and organist is Mrs. Susan Sinegar. The acolytes are McKenna Schmidt and Ali Shane. Today's order of service can be found at Trinity www.trinity1874.com The Sacrament of Holy Baptism for Bridget Avery Meyer, infant daughter of Drew and Jennifer Meyer, will begin our service. May the Lord bless us as we worship together.
Well, good morning, everyone. We have a wonderful service planned, as you can see. Thank you, children, and to our choir for a wonderful opening piece. That was wonderful. You guys may have a seat. And if you would, uh, if you guys can scoop back a little bit, because we're going to need a little bit of room. Scoop back. Okay. If I could have the use guys here, scoop back a little bit. Scoop back a little bit. Okay. Perfect. And I also, at this time, would invite uh, the Meyer family to come forward for the baptism of their daughter, Bridget. And I would also invite any of the other young disciples who are here today uh, to come forward, if they would like, to sit here up close and witness this miracle. You should have also been given a little vial of water. We're kind of starting a new tradition here at Trinity. Um, The children up here all have vials of water. Uh, the ones who came in um, at, in the back there all have vials of water. So at this time, I would ask you to come forward, everyone, and to pour your vials of water into the font. And when you're done, Mrs. Menning has a basket for you. Once you have poured your vials in, you may go back and have a seat on the steps over here. Wonderful. Thank you. And I invite the congregation, and you guys can actually fan out just a little bit there. Perfect. I invite the congregation to turn in your hymnals to page number 268 with the order of holy baptism. And so we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We will be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And how is this child named? Bridget Avery Meyer received the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. 
Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, yet led your people, Israel, through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold Bridget according to your boundless mercy and bless her with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood, all sin in her, which has been inherited from Adam, in which she herself has committed sins, would be drowned and die. Grant that she be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise, she would be declared worthy of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates and catechumens. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction and nurture in their Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples to them of the holy life and faith in Christ and love for the neighbor. Is it your intention to serve Bridget as a sponsor and the Christian faith? If so, say yes with the help of God. God enable you to will and to do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We now pray together the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, the Lord preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Since Bridget is not yet able to answer for herself, but will one day on her confirmation day, uh, we will, together as her congregational family, answer these questions on her behalf. Bridget, do you renounce the devil? Yes. Do you renounce all his works? Yes. Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Yes, I believe. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, 
born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Yes, I believe. And Bridget, do you desire to be baptized? Yes, I do. You're sleeping, I know, but that's okay. Bridget Avery Meyer, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. you guys would, we're going to go before the altar here. So give us a little bit of room. Michael, we're going to come right where you are. Thank you. All right, if you guys can all, can, can you guys like, yeah, scrunch that way. Perfect. There's a lot of you up here. Wonderful. Good. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. And Bridget, receive this white garment to show that you have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all of your sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from before the foundation of the world. Receive, too, this burning light to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of a lamb in his kingdom, which shall have no end. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted to Bridget the new birth and holy baptism, and made her a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as she has now become your child, that you would keep her in her baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure she, she may grow faithfully to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of your holy name, and finally with all your saints obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Bridget, we're going to go down here, and I'm going to introduce you to all of these wonderful people. We're so excited for you and happy. It is my joy and privilege this morning to introduce to you the newest member of God's family, Bridget Avery Meyer. Would you welcome her, please? And now I ask you, as her congregational family, do you promise to aid Bridget's mother and father?
to pray for them, to pray for her so that she would grow up and to always know that Jesus is her Lord and Savior. If this is your intention, then answer by saying, Bridget, we welcome you. Bridget, we welcome you. And you, Bridget, cutie patootie, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And all of you, uh, thank you for coming up and being a part of this great thing. And you all may go back and have a seat in your seats as well. Please stand. And so we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave me and forgive my sin. O God, Almighty God, merciful Father, I am the Lord's sinner. Confess His mercy has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. The Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And call upon me in the day of trouble. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me.
be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, stir up the hearts of your faithful people to welcome and joyfully receive your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, that he may find in us a fit dwelling place, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading for this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 1, beginning at the 10th verse. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of well-fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this trampling of my courts? Bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and the calling of convocations. I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless. Plead the widow's cause. Come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. They are like red crimson, they shall become like wool. This is the word of our Lord. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. We continue now with the children's message. Have the children come forward and bring your mighty mites. Good morning, everybody. How are you this morning? Hey, that sounds good. I heard a good back there. Did you know this is a special holiday in our church? You all do? You know? What is today? What is the special holiday? Reformation. Reformation's a good idea. That was actually last Sunday, but very, very close. Yes. <gasps> Saint Sunday? Saint Sunday, yes. It is All Saints Sunday. Now, do you all know what that means? 
No? Good. Because we're going to talk about that this morning. How about that? Today is All Saints Sunday. That's right. That's right. Now, you're going to hear Pastor talk a little bit about that in his sermon today. You're also going to hear the names of the people who passed away and got to go to heaven this last year read. Those folks are saints. All right? There are some other people that are with us today who are saints. Do you have any idea who those folks might be? No? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to... I've got a picture here that I'm looking at. Oh my, there's a saint in this picture. There's a saint in this picture. Can you all... Can you all see the saint in that picture? Drew, can you see that saint? Yes. He, Drew, Drew's younger than I am. He doesn't need glasses to see the saint. I want you all now, I'm just going to start it right here. I want you all just to pass it along, and I want you to look at the saint in that picture. Go ahead. Just take it and pass it along. Make sure everybody sees the picture. Don't tell those people who you see, though. Okay, don't, don't say a word to them yet. While you're looking at that picture, I want to help you understand what a saint is, okay? A saint is described as somebody who is holy. Who is holy. That is a special word. To be holy, some great things have to have happened for you. All right, now make sure you don't tell the people out here who you see just yet, okay? Some, oh, we're getting some interesting expressions, though, as, the folk, as they look at their picture. Um, we had a really awesome opportunity to see sainthood in action this morning. Pastor Bruce talked about it a little bit in our Sunday school lesson this morning. Guys, what happened right here earlier? A baptism. That's right. Who got baptized? You did too. Excellent. Yes. You've all been baptized, I think. How about baby Bridget? Baby Bridget got baptized this morning. Yes. And so what happened when she got baptized? She became, she became a child of the Lord. My land. You must have been working with me while we were putting the children's message together. You did great. That's exactly right. She became a child of God, a child of the Lord. God used something very special, and you guys helped with that this morning. I watched it happen. What was put in here? Water. And God used water to do what for baby Bridget? To baptize her. And what does water do if you use soap with it? Well, it makes bubbles. It washes things, right? Washes things. And Jesus, God, washed away baby Bridget's sins and gave her forgiveness and faith through baptism. Right? The Holy Spirit came into her life. Look at, look at both Pastor Jake and Pastor Bruce for a minute. Gentlemen, would you mind to stand up, please? Look at what they've got on. And I want you to look at, at the cloth that's over top of the altar. What color is that? White. Right. And we just learned that when Jesus... Gentlemen, thank you. When Jesus 
works through baptism and through God's Word, the Holy Bible, and through Holy Communion, that He washes us white, clean, free from sin, right? He used God's blood to do that. That's why I wore a red tie today to help me to remember that through Jesus' blood, I'm washed white like my shirt through the forgiveness of sins. And that happens through baptism, Holy Communion, and the faith that God the Holy Spirit gives us, right? Therefore, who did you see in the picture? Yourself. You're all saints through God's gift of faith that He gave to you, right? You bet. How awesome is that? Saints in heaven, saints here on earth. We got to see the newest baby saint in our congregation get baptized this morning. This is a fantastic day. Of course it's a day to have a holiday. All Saints Day. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. The most important thing we can do, though, gentlemen in the back, what's the most important? Who should we thank for All Saints Day? Let's say it. Pastor told us in his sermon last week, it's one word that I'm looking for. Who should we thank? And it starts with a J. Jesus. Yes. Very, very good. All right. Well, let's join in prayer, and then we can go sit back down with our moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for All Saints Day. We especially thank you for all of the young saints that are right here with us this morning. We thank you for all of the older saints that have taught us as we've grown up in our faith. And we especially thank you for the saints that you've now called to heaven who have been completely washed white and free of sin and are there singing and enjoying their time with you now. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would help us to always remember that it's our faith in Jesus that you gave us, nothing that we did for ourselves, that allows us to be saints. Thank you for that, dear Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you can go back to your seats and listen real closely to the God's Word that Pastor Bruce is about to read to you, okay? The epistle reading comes from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning at the first verse. Paul, Sylvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith and all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering. Since indeed God considered it, considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us, 
when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction, away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might, when he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all who have believed, because our testimony to you was believed. To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that by the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not because he was small of stature. So we ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. At this time, we will... Remember the faithful departed, those in our congregational family who have passed away in Jesus this past year. Erna Brockschmidt Shane. Linda Harvey Earhart. Elda Lampy Nelson. Elmer Arnold Kaiser. Teresa Powell Nelson. Myron James Reed. Oren Albert Fritz. Sandra Monis Voskamp. James 
Alvin Menning. Lorne Herman Clybaker. We continue by singing the last four verses of our hymn of the day for all the saints. all pray with me, please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is a very special day. Not only because baby Bridget was baptized, she is now a baptized child of the Heavenly Father. God has put his mark on her and has officially made his promise to her that there is nothing, that there is nothing 
that can ever separate her from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, her Lord. And how fitting as, as John, John, you kind of took my sermon, so you may as well just get back up here and preach it. No, it, it, it was wonderful. Um, but as, as John said, today is, is a very special day because we remember. Because this day causes us to remember. It reminds us. It reminds us of people. It reminds us of faces. It might remind you of your grandma or your grandpa or your mom or your dad or aunts or uncles or friends. For me, it reminds me of my grandmas and my grandpas. It reminds me of my friends. It also reminds me and reminded me that in my 10 years of ministry, it reminded me of the 47 people that I have had the opportunity to preside over their Christian funeral service, and of the now 65 people that I have baptized in my 10 years of ministry, and what a great honor and privilege that that is. All saints, all people who have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness, all people who have been, who Christ has died for, whose blood has completely covered them, all saints, not because of anything that they have done, but because of everything that God has done for them. Because, as we have said here before, when Jesus was going on the road to Calvary to his cross, he had Bridget on his mind. He had you on his mind. And all of those who have died in the faith before us, he had us on his mind. In doing some research, Luther had a very important metaphor that he used when he was talking about the saints. He, he says this, I praise the moon and the stars for shining brightly and clearly at night, although they derive all their radiance from the sun. But when the night is past, they are unable to make the day with their radiance. They lose their light and radiance and are no longer visible. Although they are in the heavens, they do not shine. Thus I praise and laud the true saints, he says, people graced and gifted with an understanding of Holy Scripture and with many gifts of the Holy Spirit. But let them not say that with these gifts they are able to redeem people from their sins and justify them before God. Here, their light and radiance are at an end. They cannot create this happy, blessed day of salvation. Only Christ can do this. So allow me to summarize what Luther has said. The stars, they shine very brightly in the night sky. But no matter how many stars that there are, no matter how brightly that they shine, they cannot give us a sun-filled day like today. Only the sun can do that. The saints who have gone before us in faith shine brightly in our lives. We all have memories of conversations that we have had with them. 
moments that we have had with them that we will always remember for the rest of our lives, and they shine so brightly in them. But they cannot and do not outshine the sun. They cannot and do not outshine the Son, Jesus Christ. And it is with this truth in mind that we celebrate today, that we celebrate All Saints' Day. That no matter all of the good things that we might do, all the positive things that we might do for others, that there is nothing that outshines the sun. That there is nothing that outshines what Jesus the Son has done for us. And so the theme today for this morning's message is actually really simple. Lots, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about things about All Saints Day, things about saints that perhaps you always wanted to know but never thought to ask. So the first thing. The first thing is what is a saint? What constitutes sainthood? And John was exactly right when he showed all of you a mirror and he showed all of the kids who were, who were here a mirror. So when you look in the mirror, in your mirror in the morning, be reminded that you are a saint. And a saint, as far as the book of, of, of Concord, as, as far as that book Describes it says that the assembly of believers, it, that it is the assembly of believers who share the association of the same gospel. That you and I who are here today, we all believe in the main thing. That for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You and all share, you and I share in the association of that gospel. The people who are, who are, buried in our, in our cemetery behind us. They all shared in that same gospel. The gospel that the blood of Jesus has completely covered you. The gospel that the blood of Jesus has completely covered them. And the gospel that the blood of Jesus has so completely covered us that no matter how black our sin might be, it has not outshined the sun. So the assembly of believers who share the same association of the same gospel, another way to put that is the church. The second thing to know about the saints, unlike our Roman Catholic friends, we do not pray to them. We do not ask them for things. Scripture is actually very, very clear on this. If we, if we turn to Deuteronomy chapter 18, it says very clearly, chapter 18, verse 11, do not have anything to do with one who inquires of the dead. It says too in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, for the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. And they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. There's no reason to pray to our loved ones. There's no reason to pray to the saints above because, well, as Scripture says, I thought it was kind of funny, actually, they don't know anything other than what you and I as believers in Christ, other than what you and I already know, that Jesus has come and he has lived and died and has been risen again for us. 
Which is a perfect segue into the second reason why we don't pray to these saints. We certainly give thanks to God for their faith. But the second reason for why we don't pray to the saints, Paul makes it perfectly clear in 1 Timothy chapter 2, there is one mediator between us and God. There is just one, and that person, of course, is Jesus Christ. And so there's no reason for us to pray to anyone else, to anything else. Certainly not to anybody who has died before us. There's no reason to do that when we can pray to the one who, as Job so rightly says, knows where the snow is kept, knows where the rain comes from, knows the dimensions of his entire creation down to the last number. That is the God that we pray to. That is the God who has called us to pray to him. Which leads us really well into the third point today about the saints. Perhaps you did know this, perhaps you didn't know, and if you didn't know, obviously it'll be new, and if you didn't know, it'll be a really great reminder. But every time that you come forward for communion, the saints are there with you. How do we know this? Well, we know this because of the definition of the word saint, of who a saint is, of what a saint is, that we just talked about a moment ago, that a saint is somebody who shares in the same association of the same gospel. The gospel that was delivered here this morning at this font, the gospel that will soon be delivered there through Christ's very own body and blood. The same gospel that makes you and I the church. The same gospel that makes those who have died before us and those who still live here today saints. And so, yes, when you come forward for communion, rest assured that the the saints are there with you. Hebrews has, a really, has two really great chapters about this. Hebrews chapter 11 talks about, the, it's that great heroes of the faith chapter, and in that chapter he talks about all of these people. All of these people, he says, by faith Noah, by faith Sarah, by faith Abraham, by faith so on and so on and so on. And all that means is those who trusted in the promises of God. By faith, all of these people, it says there in Hebrews chapter 12, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, all those who have died in the faith before us, not just the really famous ones like Abraham and Moses and Sarah, but all of our loved ones too who have died in the faith. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, I once heard a pastor described this really, really well. It's like you're running a marathon or you're running a a race, and you know those people that are along the sides of the road who have the water and the Gatorade, and they're cheering out, and they're calling your name, keep going, keep going, keep going, here's your Gatorade, keep going. That's kind of like what this great cloud of witnesses is like. This great cloud of Witnesses who, who continue to encourage us, who continue to, to, to motivate us by their faith. 
to press on and, and to take hold of the prize which we have been called to in Christ Jesus. And so let us, it says, throw aside the sin which so, which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, just as they did, the founder, who was the founder and the perfecter of our faith. And so remember their faith. Use their faith as an example. When you are going through difficult times, when life doesn't really make any sense at all, remember their faith. And if you have a hard time perhaps remembering that, if you were here today, you saw baby Bridget get baptized. So if you can't remember for some reason anything else, remember that. And remember this one solid truth, the most important truth that every other saint knows, that we believe in a God who keeps his promises. Because as as we've said before, that's that's really what faith is. Faith is not something that that we do. We know that it, it is a free gift of God. And faith, simply put, is believing in the promises of God. Which is a great segue into our last point about saints, and John kind of stole my thunder, but that's okay. You are one. You are a saint. Luther talks about this really great relationship that you and I live in every single day. He calls it saint and sinner. We are Sinners, because, well, we still live while we're on this side of eternity. We still live in this sin. We still stumble in sin. We still give in to the temptation of sin. We still talk about people behind their backs. We still do, we still break the Ten Commandments. We still do all of those things. You've probably heard before one of the reasons for why perhaps people are reluctant to come to church is because, well, the church is full of hypocrites. You're exactly right. You're 100% correct. You and I don't always walk the talk. And yet God in His great mercy still calls you and I saint. Again, not by anything that we have done, but because the blood of Jesus covers us. Because no matter how black our sin is, it cannot and will not, God promises, it cannot and will not ever outshine my Son, whose light shines in us. And as you and I both know, living on this side of eternity, Satan will every single day try to make you doubt this. We have talked about it in this, in this space before, but I will say it again. Remember that he never sleeps and he never stops. The battle for him has been lost. But he never sleeps and he never stops and he's always whispering in your ear different things in order to get you to fall away from the straight and narrow path that Christ has called us to. But the next time that that happens, your response to him is actually very simple. I am saint 
because of what Jesus has done for me. And only because of what Jesus has done for me. And so on this All all Saints Day, remember that you are a part of the assembly. I was watching a video this past week, and it was a video of this this huge auditorium. There must have been probably 20,000 people, and they were all singing this hymn, this for all the saints hymn. And you could... If you were there, I would, I would imagine that that sound just reverberated off of those walls. And I have never been to heaven and come back, so I can't tell you exactly what it's like, but my guess is, is that it's probably something very similar. Where all of the saints of God, where all of his baptized children, those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, they all gather together, the entire assembly. And they praise God. They praise the name of the one true God. They praise the name of Jesus, who Paul says, every knee whose name that every knee shall bow to. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You are saints not by anything that you have done, but because, of, but because of the Son of God who has shown so brightly in your life that your sin has come to nothing. And together, with all of the saints in heaven and on earth, we will rejoice on that day, on that last day, when Christ returns, when he keeps his final promise to us and he returns and he makes everything right again, perfect in his image again. And on that day, we will rejoice. We will give thanks. And we will do so as a body of Christ, all gathered in one place, all praising the one name, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. And so as the saints of God, we confess together the words of our Christian faith using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of man. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings, and the pew that you are in is a red sign-in book. Whether you are a guest or a member with us, if you would please fill that out so that we know that you were here to worship with us. And if you are a guest with us, if you would leave us a way that we might be able to 
reach you to thank you for coming to worship today. Uh, we would be very much grateful for that. We collect our tithes and offerings. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day in leading us here so we can worship you. As the beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us this week that through our baptism and the death and resurrection of your son Jesus Christ, we are now all saints. We've been promised eternal life 
with all those saints who have gone before us and with you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. For this great promise, we offer up our thanks and praise to you, Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those in our health list. And we lift up also Judy Lady, who will be undergoing and beginning chemotherapy. And Alan Hesseman, the uncle of David Hesseman, who is now on the road of recovery after his surgery. As well as all those now we name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times that they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer Christopher Smith, David Hesseman, Luke Sharp and Derek Moore. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your angels to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. God, we praise you as the God of all creation. You brought little Bridget Avery into this world just a couple of weeks ago, and now through water and word, You have given her the promise of salvation, making her one of your own. We welcome her into our church family and look forward to watching her grow, not only physically but spiritually as well. Give an extra measure of your grace to both mom and dad as they begin this new chapter in their lives. Keep this new family safe and healthy. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony. Blessed and honored it with the presence of your son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee. And even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you bestowed upon Eldred and Margaret, who are celebrating 53 years of Christian union through their marriage, and also Stephen and Brenda, who are celebrating 37 years of marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, I offer up a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help each of us find the time to be in your word, spend time in daily prayer, strengthen our hearts for mission. And finally, nurture the love we have for you and one another, Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you.
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who, out of love for his fallen creation, humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is a New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
just a couple of notes for the hymns that will be sung during communion. The first hymn sung, uh, instead of it being 656, will instead be 657. And uh, we will not sing uh, the, the second hymn and just go right into the third hymn, which is Come Thou Font of Every Blessing.
Thank you.
Please stand. Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you and the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. to the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
Just a few announcements before we close with worship today. Uh, first of all, the Ladies' Aid will meet on Thursday, November 7th at 1.30 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, our new member Sunday is November the 17th. That will be followed by a potluck dinner and some um, cake in order to celebrate them. Please make sure that you join us for that. Uh, it is time to schedule communion wear care. The sign-up sheet will be in the narthex next Sunday. Uh, and if you are planning on ordering apple pies, please get your order in this week. The pickup date is the 16th. I believe that's all the announcements that I have. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things.